Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series called Slave Trade. And we've been studying the question, was Jesus born with the nature of sin? We need to understand the answer. You might not think it's an important question, and you might not think it makes a difference, but it really does. It's very, very important that we answer the question properly. We've been studying about man being a three-part being, the spirit being the heart, the soul being the mind, which can be carnal or spiritual. It houses the intellect, the will, and the emotions. And then there's the body being the muscles, the organs, bones, and the five senses, being sight, smell, taste, touch, and hearing. But then there's other aspects we need to include in all of this, the first being the flesh, which is the propensity for sin or the tendency towards sin. Then there's the sin nature, which is the slavery to sin or the character or instinct of sin in the likeness of Adam after he sinned. Then there's the conscience, which is the voice of the heart or inner being. It can be good, evil, it can be sound or unsound. It can be seared, excused, rejected, weak, defiled. But it can also be cleansed, strong, pure, and convicting. And then finally, the nature of righteousness, which is in the likeness of Adam before he sinned, and also in the likeness of Christ. All seven factors mentioned are very closely related, and the Word of God is the only thing that can distinguish between them. The Word, like a skilled surgeon with a super-sharp scalpel, shows us how they work for or against each other and whether we're subject to them and whether or not they are a part of our nature or our character and our instinct. Another way to express the nature of sin and the nature of righteousness is what's natural within the core of our being, including spirit, soul, and body. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Yep, the Word of God is the only thing that can divide between the spirit, soul, body, the flesh, the sin nature, the conscience, and the nature of righteousness. And what we've been studying is both the first Adam and the last Adam, and how important they are, and to distinguish between the two. And we discovered that Jesus, the last Adam, was not born with the nature of sin. And now that we're born after his likeness, we now have his nature of righteousness. So, like both the first and the last Adam, we still have the flesh, the propensity to sin or the tendency towards sin. We still have the free choice to sin. We still have temptation to sin, and we still have to renew our minds to the Word of God and walk in the Spirit. However, as new creatures in Christ, we are forgiven. The price has been paid, and because we no longer have the nature of sin, we now have the ability to walk free from sin. In other words, we're no longer slaves to sin. 
the chains and bondage of the sin nature has been broken, thus our ultimate deliverance from the slave trade. So let's read Romans chapter 6 with this new perspective, and we'll understand it greatly. Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 23. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin, and I added, and its nature, live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life, and I wrote this in there, our new born-again righteous nature. For if we've been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, which is his characteristics, his state and condition. And that was the definition of this word likeness, having his characteristics and being in his state and condition. And continuing in verse 6, it says, Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. And I added, the sin nature. So we're no longer slaves to the sin nature. For he who has died has been freed from sin. And I added, and its nature. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more, death, and that's the sin nature, no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, and that would be its nature, but alive to God and Jesus Christ our Lord, and that would be his righteousness. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Why is that? <laughs> it's because we have a new nature. And verse 14 says, For sin, or the sin nature, shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we're not under the law, but under grace? He says, Certainly not. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one's slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, and that would be its nature, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin, and that would be its nature, you became slaves of righteousness, and that would be your new nature in Christ. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. And notice that's not the weakness of your nature, it's the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. For when you were slaves to sin, that was because of your sin nature, you were free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, having been set free from sin and that would be the nature of sin, and having become slaves to God, and that would be your new born-again nature of righteousness, you have your fruit to holiness, and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, 
but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow. Now, Paul, in chapter 7, I believe, describes his struggles before he was born again. Now that he is a new creature, he explains at the end of chapter 7 and the beginning of chapter 8 who and how he was delivered from the nature of sin. In verses 1 and 2, he shares how he's now able to walk in the Spirit instead of the flesh, which has the ability and propensity to sin, just like Adam before he sinned. Let's read Romans chapter 7, verses 24 through chapter 8, verse 2. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Well, listen to his answer. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And then in Romans chapter 8, verse 31, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Now listen to John chapter 8, verses 34 through 36. Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Well, why would we sin if it's no longer our nature? Well, as new creatures in Christ, we now have the full ability to walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. We are a new race in the likeness of Christ. And Christ never had the nature of sin. Sin is no longer natural to us. No, Jesus, the last Adam, was not born with the nature of sin. And now that we're born after his likeness, we have his nature of righteousness. Why should we sin if it's no longer our nature? As new creatures in Christ, we now have the full ability to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. We're a new race in the likeness of Christ, and Christ never had the nature of sin. Sin is no longer natural to us. That's why in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it says, No temptation has overtaken you, such as is common to man, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. What is the way of escape? Our new nature. Should we continue in sin that grace may abound? Well, why would we when we now have a divine nature? Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4, By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Well, Satan is in the slave trade. He wants us to be slaves of sin. He wants us in chains. But thanks be to God, we are new creatures in Christ. We're a new race in the likeness of Christ. We possess his characteristics. We are in his particular state and condition. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. This is now, not tomorrow. This is finished, not coming one day in the future or when we die. We're no longer slaves bound to sin and its nature. We are now bondservants of Christ. This is much different than a slave. A bondservant is one who gives himself up to the will of another by choice. The feminine word for this is handmaid. So men are bondservants and women are handmaidens of the Lord. Galatians chapter 1 verse 10. For do I now persuade men or God or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men... I would not be a bondservant of Christ. So why are Christians still tempted and at times commit sin? 
Remember, just like the first and last Adam, we all have the flesh with the ability and propensity to sin. We still have the ability to be selfish, to lie, cheat, be jealous, and fall into lust. Jesus was tempted in the same way Adam was before he fell. Jesus was tempted just as we are. Satan tempted Adam and Jesus exactly the same way, with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's found in 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. Adam and Jesus both had the same ability we have now to resist sin and obey God. We have the ability to resist sin. Sin is no longer our nature. Remember, the first and the last Adam were not born with the nature of sin, yet they had the capacity to be tempted and fall into sin. Aren't we glad Jesus was tempted in all ways as we are and yet never sinned? Not only did he never sin, he also took our sin upon himself that we might become the righteousness of God in him. How do we continue as Christians without sin? Well, the first step is to know and believe who we are in him. Well, hallelujah, we're no longer slaves to sin, but now we're bond servants to the righteousness of God. Well, our time is up. I'll see you tomorrow. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.